Well, ladies and gentlemen, young and old, boys and girls, wherever you may be listening or however you may be listening, this is Minister Daquan McKnight, and welcome back to another exciting series on Straight Talk. Now, we have been doing some straight talk questions as of lately. As we do some talk, we get straight to the point on certain questions that many youth and young adults have. And we look to the Bible for guidance and wisdom and what the Bible has to say on a certain topic. Now, since we have entered into the month of February, uh, one of the challenges that many people tend to ask is, what does the Bible have to say about love, sex, dating, and soulmates? Now, I think this is probably one of the biggest topics, one of the biggest concepts, one of the biggest trends that's going on in the world today, especially in high school and college. People tend to say, Okay, um, I met my boyfriend back in high school, or I met my girlfriend back in high school, or in college, or in church, and I feel like this is the one for me. How do I know this person is for me? What does the Bible say about sex? What does the Bible say about sleeping around? Is God okay with us sleeping around, even if we don't have sex and so much more? Well, we're going to look at some Bible reading in regards to this topic, and it's found in Proverbs 4.23. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Now, how important is that concept? Very, very important. One of the challenges that people tend to face is the reality of dating. You see, when people date, they're just pretty much practice for divorce. You see, the way it works with divorce is when you're married, you're married for a long period of time, and then Something pops up that causes you to get a divorce, whether it's an affair or whether it's, you know, longer share the same love interest or what have you. Then you break up over a period of time. You meet someone else. You fall in love, get married, divorce again. And the same pattern goes back and forth. Marriage, divorce, marriage, divorce. In the same way with a dating relationship. Date, breakup, date, breakup, date, breakup, and so much more. Now, when it comes to that, one of the other challenges in the realm of love, sex, and dating is the area of the increase of sex in our world today. Now, people often this it's not a bad thing. It's not bad to have sex. Sex is a great thing. Isn't it from God? Yes, sex is from God. Yes, it is. But what we need to remember is there's a time and place and manner for sex. Now, why is that? Because the problem we have in our world today is that people don't understand what sex is all about. You see, when you look at some of the songs on the billboards, uh, Hot 100, and you'll probably find a mix of I Gotta Have You Now lyrics or glance the steadily growing list of reality TV shows or reruns of primetime soap operas, and you'll find stories of instant love or paint by the numbers view of relationships. The message comes through loud and clear. Love is a formula and marriage isn't necessary for a couple to experience sex. That's a false statement. Many people, especially young people at times, have been hurt by um, a date rape or early sex and what have you, um, immorality and so much more. Now, people would say, oh, it doesn't hurt people. Technically, it does. And there are some devastating uh, results when it comes to that area. Now. We have to remember what the Bible has to say about sex. It was invented by God, not Hollywood or the average music video on MTV or at the Grammys or what have you. It was invented by God. You see, when God created man and woman, the first marriage took place and he invented sex between man and woman. 
while they were in union, when they were married, not outside of marriage. There's no such thing as no strings attached or 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 a one night stand or a friends with benefits, without benefits, however you want to call it. But what you have to realize is this. Sex is good is the first thing. Now, people have treated the aspect of sex. Now, some have treated this aspect of God's creation as if it were some shameful or something to be avoided. But remember, God created sex and he created us as sexual creatures. Therefore, sex is good. Regardless of the dangers and the troubles surrounding sex, this fact remains. Sex is part of God's creative plan for man and woman. Remember, it is God's plan for man and woman. Another thing that we need to realize and understand is sex is powerful. It involves a person's total being. When it's kept in proper context like marriage, it is a powerful vehicle for good, bringing a husband and wife together as one. When it's expressed outside of marriage, it can produce destructive and devastating results. And then we have another emphasis is that it is made for marriage. It is made for marriage. Period. Sex is such an explosive force between two people that it must be expressed in the environment of love, support, and commitment. It is 100% physical commitment. Those who decide to become sexually involved despite God's instructions shouldn't be surprised when, like your young, like a Ferrari, for example, imagine your Ferrari. You get a new Ferrari and it's going great. Then over a period of time, it begins to burn and crash out in the same way. If you don't follow God's instructions, don't be surprised that you will experience a crash and burn. Now, there have been many false views about the emphasis of sexual immorality and adultery. Number one, it could never happen to me. Oh, you'd be surprised what could happen to you. You may say it won't happen to me, but the more you get involved, the more it will backfire on you. Another false statement is that we are only friends. You see, many times when people tend to flirt around with one another, they only claim there's nothing going on, we're friends. But there's also that secret sexual side that people don't know about in which you let others know. Hey, we're just friends. We're not goofing around. But behind their back, behind in the shadows of the dark, you're off doing your own thing. Another emphasis is if it feels so good, it can't be so bad. Oh, it can't be bad. Oh, another emphasis is I can stop anytime I want and nobody's getting hurt. To be honest with you, a lot of people can get hurt. A lot of people can get hurt because the U.S. surgeon reports that 25 million Americans suffer from genital herpes. In fact, there are 8 million cases of sexually transmitted diseases that occur annually among people under 25 years of age. Additionally, 300,000 adults contract hepatitis B each year, causing permanent liver damage and resulting in the deaths of 5,000 individuals annually. And here's another fact. Heterosexual women who are 10 times more susceptible to HIV during intercourse than men have experienced a 25% increase in cases of AIDS. Now, there's a physical cost in regards to it. There's a financial cost. And also as well, when you look at the financial cost, 
consider this. If your affair involves a coworker, it could result in the loss of your job, expensive lawsuit for sexual harassment. How could you use you use your survival financially without a paycheck? What are the chances you could find a similar job with same similar salary, especially if the stigma of your affair were to follow you? And then the emotional cost. It brings about heartbreaking pain with anger, divorce, many other types of emotions such as depression, fear, worry, and so much more. So I want to remind all of you, before you get into any type of relationship, always remember, set boundaries. Always set boundaries. Why is boundaries so important? Because before any type of relationship occurs, learn to set boundaries and never rush into a relationship. But take time. Think for a moment. Ask yourself the question, is this the right person for me? And will this person respect my boundaries? Because the four keys to a boundaries is that it keeps you safe. It keeps you safe. It defines who you are. And also it teaches you the importance of self-control and examination. Now, throughout the Bible, it teaches us there are four pillars that will guard you in any type of relationship, which is the word, the Holy Spirit, prayer, and accountability. All of those things all combined together, you will see some lasting results. You will see some lasting outcomes when it comes to getting into any type of relationship. Now, remember, based on what we read in Proverbs 4 about the heart, in which Solomon says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. What he means is our hearts dictate to a great extent how we live because we always find time to do what we enjoy. So how do we guard our hearts by concentrating on those desires that will keep us on the right path? This will involve discipline and a commitment to God's purposes. It would also mean watching out for detours that lead to temptation. In other words, those who seek wisdom will be able to discern which path is safe. Those who walk the pathway of light may lose their footing, but God illuminates it. Those who stumble in the darkness have no way of discerning what has tripped them up. What does the Bible say about dating, sex, and love? Always ask God for wisdom. Ask God for wisdom and guidance. And also, avoid unequal relationships. Now, people would say, oh, but, 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 but what if I win my soulmate to the Lord? Anything can happen. But the problem is, if you date an unbeliever, if a believer and an unbeliever date, then things can get disastrous. Things can get not so well for others. So, I want to challenge every single one of you. Don't date anyone that's not a believer. Because what they'll do is, they might pull you away from your walk and relationship with God. So know your identity. Know your boundaries. Surround yourself by those who respect your boundaries. And know yourself who God called you to be. And remember, there's a vulnerability of choice when it comes to dating. Always remember, be careful of the choices that you make because they do have lasting consequences. So even if you do end up getting a boyfriend and girlfriend, first thing you ought to do is when you get together, set boundaries. Set boundaries in your relationship so things don't end up disastrous. And go to the word of God when you need help and guidance. Go to prayer. Talk to someone, whether it's your parents, whether it's a trusted friend, whether it's your pastor or youth pastor, whatever the case may be. Talk to a 
person that you know that you can trust that you can get advice from. Sound godly wisdom advice. Amen and amen. Well, I hope and pray that this talk has blessed you. Thank you for tuning in. And God bless you. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. The presence of the Lord be with you on your journey.